It's time for the five best starting pitching trade targets for the Minnesota Twins at this upcoming deadline. Let's count them down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, July 18th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. You're listening to the Lockdown Twins podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. I've been writing at Twins Daily for four seasons. I've been hosting this podcast for three seasons on a daily basis. And the Twins need starting pitchers. And I heard that last year. I think I heard that in 1968. I've heard that since... uh, Since the Twins came over from Washington, the Twins need starters. And they certainly need starters for the second half. And if they want to make a run in the postseason, they need starting pitching depth and they need uh, a better rotation, honestly. They need Sonny Gray to be better. They need Joe Ryan to be better, more consistent. And they need uh, a frontline starter. I mean, to be honest with you, we came into this year knowing that they didn't get another frontline starter like they failed to get a second frontline starter and coming into this year Sonny Gray was their biggest acquisition in the rotation was a big get for them and uh like I said he's got to be better and a lot of it rides on guys currently on the roster but I think even if those guys perform better like to their career norms the twins still need more they need outside help clearly and if they haven't shown you that over the last couple weeks I don't know what they've shown you they need help And I know some fans are even in the boat of like they shouldn't be buying because they're so far away. I think that's hogwash personally, and I think they can get better, and I think they should always try to get better. And you're in a first place. Like if I would have told you the Twins are in first place right now at the All-Star break, and then your response is that they should sell, like that doesn't – I understand that we've seen it to this point. It doesn't look good, and it hasn't been pretty, but I think it's ridiculous to say that the Twins can't get better and shouldn't try to get better whenever possible – uh, and they can certainly get better at the deadline. And I'm saying that as a prospect guy. I'm saying that as somebody who hosts a five-day-a-week podcast, knowing that you know, in all likelihood I'll be sitting here and I'll have to talk about these failures of trades. I'll have to talk about prospects they lost. I'll have to dive into all of those things. I don't want to do that, but I also want to watch a team end this dreaded postseason losing streak. So let's get to it. Based on cost, based on player, based on team control, based on availability, viability, who are the five best starting pitching targets for the Twins this trade deadline? This list might surprise you, but as I said, I weigh everything pretty equally. So I'm weighing cost equally to the player. And there's a balance here. So I think I found the balance with my number one pick, and I'm going to get to him. But first, let's start with number five. Pablo Lopez, Miami Marlins, is a free agent after the 2024 season. His profile reminds me very much of Chris Paddock's. He's got a great changeup, mid-90s fastball, iffy breaking balls. He throws a cutter. Paddock also, you know, threw a curveball, kind of like a cutter, kind of like Lopez's cutter. Durability concerns with Lopez, durability concerns with Chris Paddock. They're very similar to me, and Paddock in 2019 was awesome. Pablo Lopez this year and last year combined has been awesome with a sub-3 ERA. High swinging strike rate. As I said, his changeup is an excellent pitch. The reason I have him at number five is because he is at the peak of his powers right now. 
and he's thrown already over 100 innings this year. The most innings he's ever thrown in a season was 111 and a third. So the Marlins are selling him, and we're not even sure if they will sell Pablo Lopez. He is a free agent, you know, not until after 2024, would be selling high on him right now. And any team that is acquiring Pablo Lopez would be paying the premium for him right now. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's the reason that there's four guys ahead of him on my list is because I don't know how much upside is left with Pablo Lopez. He has a sub three ERA. You know, maybe he could get some more velocity. Maybe you can improve his slider or turn that cutter into a slider. I think they had ideas about that with Chris Paddock before he got hurt. Um, so it's possible there's more upside in there with Pablo Lopez. I just don't know how much better these numbers can get, especially when you take him out of that ballpark in Miami that is known to suppress offenses. So you take him out of that park, you put him in the American League. I know it's not as big of a difference now with the designated hitter in the National League, and, and he's been pitching in the NL East. It's not easy to pitch in the NL East. But how much more is there from Pablo Lopez is my question. And is that extra upside you think is there? Is that worth the cost of absolutely Pablo Lopez, a 26-year-old starter with two and a half years of team control, is going to cost you multiple top prospects? No question about that. Yes, the Marlins have a lot of pitching. A lot of teams have good starting pitching, but a lot of teams don't. A lot of contenders don't have enough starters. It's always the case. It's always a seller's market. The Twins took advantage of that, or at least thought they did with Austin Martin and Simeon Richardson. Woods Richardson last year for Jose Barrios. So, yes, the Marlins have a lot of starting pitching. They have starting pitching depth. That doesn't mean they're just looking to deal it away. They're not just looking to deal away, Pablo Lopez. You're a couple injuries from having no starting pitching depth. So teams are going to hang on. They're going to they're going to grip tightly on their starting pitchers. That's always been the case. The most difficult thing to acquire is power. The most expensive thing to acquire is power. Power pitching and power hitters. And, and power hitters, you know, more all-around hitters and but power is the most expensive thing to buy and starting pitching, frontline starting pitching is the most expensive thing you can look for in trades in free agency. It just is, and that's why there's a lot of landmines in free agency paying guys too much just because they're a solid number three starting pitcher, and they end up not being that, or they don't live up to their contract. So with Pablo Lopez, he's clearly a frontline starter. He would fit in wonderfully in this rotation. My question is, how much upside is there for him? Is that worth the cost and the durability durability concerns? This is a deal I could envision the Twins making and it exploding in their faces, and that's what you're trying to avoid here is, is a deal that explodes in your face, a deal that you know benefits you, and you're also self-scouting correctly. The Twins have not self-scouted very well in the last couple of years in some of these deals. Pablo Lopez is number five. Let's get to the rest of this list. Four, three, two, one. You're going to enjoy it. After this word from Blue Nile, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces, and 25% on engagement rings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today.
Which NFL stars move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Number four might surprise some people on my five most attractive starting pitching trade candidates on this market. Number four is red starter Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo is the best starting pitcher available. So maybe your mindset is he should be number one on any list for Twins targets. The reason he's fourth, he's not first, he's not second, he ain't even third, is because he is the best starting pitcher available. He will cost a ton, and he is highly sought after. Is he worth it? He's a very good pitcher. He throws hard. He's got a great changeup. He's having a career year. I think you get him out of Cincinnati. There's going to be some benefit in that because that ballpark is ridiculous. More on that later. But is he going to be worth your full attention at the trade deadline and your full prospect package? Because if they get Luis Castillo, it's hard for me to envision them going and getting Luis Castillo and dealing for a good reliever and dealing for a second good reliever. You're just going to lose so much in prospect capital. And this is a twin system that's solid. It's not great. I, w- I wouldn't even say it's good. They have some very good hitting prospects, but like the the promotions of Miranda and Kirilov and you know Lewis and, and Ryan and all these guys, that takes away from the system. Winder, Duran, it takes away from the system. So they were going to get hit. They, they need to be careful here to not just sell out. I think it's important to get better at this deadline. And if they acquire Luis Castillo, I'm going to evaluate it and I'm going to be happy to have him in this Twins rotation. But I just feel that the cost for Luis Castillo will be so exorbitant and that the Yankees and the Dodgers and everybody is involved on Luis Castillo because he is the best starting pitcher on the market. And when you're the New York Yankees, I'm not crying for you know the poll ads or for the Twins payroll, but when you're the New York Yankees, you can – you can afford to lose a trade on Luis Castillo if, you know, the big if is if he gives you value in that season. Castillo is under team control for next season as well. You can lose those big deals because you can just go sign Luis Castillo in free agency or you can go sign, you know, some prospect you traded. And like you can just, you can make up for that. And it's not that it doesn't hurt. It certainly hurts an organization if you trade away prospects who go on to be successful and you continue to do that. Eventually, it's going to hurt you, even if you are the Yankees or the Dodgers. But for a Twins team that, you know, mid-market payroll, they have to be sure on deals like this. And for Castillo, who missed the beginning part of the season with a shoulder problem, who isn't very good at the beginning of years because of the cold weather with his velocity, his velocity fluctuates, he is a great pitcher. I don't want to take anything away from him. He's a great pitcher. He would be the game one starter for the Twins, has the ability to walk into Yankee Stadium as he did last week, go seven, give up one earned run, I think it was, and dominate. He has the ability to do that. He's the only starter on this market who I think clearly slots in as a number one, unless somebody else becomes available, unless Carlos Rodon becomes available. But he's the only starter on this market where I look at him and I say, on you know 85% of teams, Luis Castillo is their best pitcher. He's the guy, but he's fourth because he's going to cost so much. He's going to take time to acquire. He's going to take prospects to acquire. And it's a year and a half of Luis Castillo. It's a year and a half of him. If you could extend him, that's a whole different conversation. But we're talking about a year and a half of somebody who I'm sure wants to reach free agency and get his payday after he sees how these starters get paid. I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez got five years and $75 million or whatever it was. So Luis Castillo is going to get a payday if he stays healthy and continues to pitch well uh, You know, into free agency after 2023. 
I still think he'd be a great get. Like, makes a ton of sense. But the viability is low for me. I just don't think that this regime is going to pay up in prospects for Luis Castillo. And I think with everybody else involved, it's even less likely that they'll go out and get Luis Castillo. I would be shocked if they did. I was shocked when they signed Carlos Correa. So I'm not going to say anything's out of you know question here. But I would be shocked if Luis Castillo was a Minnesota twin after the trade deadline because I know what it would cost and I know this regime and it's just not something that I think they would do. But the Correa signing maybe was something they wouldn't do either. However, that was a one-year deal and that was purely money. They had payroll flexibility to do that. So I like Castillo and, and you might be disappointed to hear that I have him fourth, but that's just the reality. Number three is Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard is not the same Thor even the Angels thought they were signing this offseason. He's not the same Thor he was certainly before Tommy John surgery. His velocity's down. He's not the same guy. You know, I, I, right now, Noah Syndergaard probably slots in as the Twins' third or fourth best pitcher. The reason I think they could go acquire Noah Syndergaard and, and maybe should as my third best is because he knows how to pitch. He's now sinker slider. He can get out still. Low prospect cost because that contract is large. You're, you're going to have to eat that money, the second half of that money. But the reason Syndergaard is so attractive to me, not so attractive, but you know more attractive than even Castillo or Lopez is because he's going to cost less in prospect capital. And he's not somebody who can start game one of a series for you. You're not going to feel great about Noah Syndergaard going out there at 93, 94 instead of 98, 99, but he can get outs. He would provide some stability. I feel like for this rotation, he's someone who can go out there and give you six, seven innings of two or three earn run ball. The twins aren't getting that right now. So this is more of a stability play for the second half than it is like we're thinking about October. You go out and get Luis Castillo, you're thinking about October with Luis Castillo. Even if you go out and get Pablo Lopez, you're thinking about October. With Syndergaard, you're thinking about the lead up to October, hanging on this division. And for a lot of people, who cares? You know, let's win a playoff game. But here's the deal, folks. They got to win the division or they have to get in a wild card spot before they can win a playoff game. Let's get to number one and number two. After this word from Bilt Bar, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Bilt Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Bilt have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. Coconut Brownie Chunk puffs are here for a limited time. Go to Bilt.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. The best part about Bilt Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can join them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, at Built.com to get 15% off your order. Number two, where Frankie, folks? Where Frankie? Frankie Montas comes in at second for most viable, most cost-friendly, best acquisition for the Twins this trade deadline. Now, Frankie Montas, shoulder problems right now. We don't exactly know. There's some concern there. That's my first note on Frankie Montas is the, the shoulder. You, you hope that his shoulder is okay. It sounds like it is, and he's going to come out and pitch right after the break for the A's. But luckily for the Twins, they'll have a couple weeks of seeing Frankie Montas. The A's are certainly going to try to get him back on the mound before they would trade for him. You have to be very careful about a situation like this because the Twins have gotten burned before. They got burned by Sam Dyson. They, in some ways, got burned by the Chris Paddock trade. They took on that risk of his 
UCL partially torn or UCL issues last year, and he ends up tearing the UCL. And now he's got Tommy John, and that trade looks awful. You know, Rodgers has been struggling, but that trade doesn't look good at all for the Twins, at least right now. You have to be careful on Montas. You have to be careful on, you know, Luis Castillo's shoulder. You have to be careful on Pablo Lopez. But these are pitchers, and there's going to be risk. And you might think, like, Frankie Montas, you know, his arm's about to fall off, or he's got terrible shoulder problems. He's a ticking time bomb. It's possible. You take risks on starting pitchers, on any starting pitcher you acquire in free agency, via trade. It's just the nature of the game. And when you have a guy who throws 98 to 100 with turbo sync, he might have some shoulder problems. If he's healthy, he's extremely, extremely good. I mean, Frankie Montas is an innings eater, high-quality innings eater. And that's something I think the Twins could use more than anything right now. They need a high-quality innings eater. You go out and get Pablo Lopez, who has only thrown 111 innings you know, in his career high. It was 111 innings. He's going to be good for five innings. He's going to be good for six innings. But over an entire season... Because he has durability concerns, he's less likely to be able to go deep in games. Frankie Montas consistently is into the sixth, the seventh inning. He's a horse. He's a horse. He's a quality innings eater, high quality innings eater. I think he makes a ton of sense for the Twins. He's a good fit. Now, I will say, I say he's extremely good. He is. He's very good. His stuff is outstanding. But I think the hype on Frankie Montas, that train may have been off the tracks. And I think because Frankie Montas is one of the only available frontline, top-of-the-line starters. It's him and Castillo, essentially. If Lopez is even available, he would be in that group. But those are the two like clear frontline starters known to be. Because of that, I think the, the desire for Frankie Montas is high, too. It's an arms race for these two, specifically. And maybe less so with Montas's shoulder now. This is, a, this is a needle I like to thread. I think it could benefit the Twins that there are questions about his health, but the Twins have been burned by that rather than benefited by it so many times. Like, I think there's actually value in saying, okay, a lot of teams are out on Frankie Montas or out on, let's say, Josh Donaldson because of his legs and because he's 36 years old. A lot of teams are out on him. That gives us an opportunity to get in the mix and maybe acquire said player on a lesser contract or for a lesser prospect package and take that upside play. You take your risk that he's hurt and that you just lost a bunch of prospects and that you relied on this guy and he doesn't get it done. But the, also the upside there is if he performs at a high level for the next year and a half down the stretch into the postseason and again in 2023 does what he has done for the A's the last couple of years, you look outstanding. That was a great play and you gave up even less in prospect capital because at the time there were questions about that player's shoulder or questions about that player's knee or questions about their health. It's a, it's a high risk, high, high, high risk, lower reward, or I'm sorry, high risk, high reward play. And Carlos Rodon was that for the twins in the offseason. They did not sign Carlos Rodon. He looks amazing for the giants as a high risk, high reward play. My number one starting pitching target for the Minnesota twins emerged. He was not my number one, you know, as recent as a week ago or even a couple of days ago. I think Tyler Malley of the Reds is the best needle thread for the Twins. And we've heard a lot about him, you know, through the winter into now trade season. But I think he's the best needle thread. And what I mean by that is I think he's the best combination of performance, the talent level, the cost, the viability, the team control, and just the style of this front office. He's got a shoulder strain. He's on the 15-day injured list, but sounds like he'll be back right after the break again. We're, they're going to have to see these guys for a couple of weeks before they can make a determination on whether they want to part with a big prospect package. But 
the reason I really like Tyler Malley, one of the biggest reasons, he's, you know, fastball mid-90s at the upper part of the zone, good splitter, hard slider to righties, high strikeout guy, good pitcher, and numbers very similar to Luis Castillo, actually. But at home since 2020, Tyler Malley at the Great American Bam Box in Cincinnati has a 563 ERA. He's given up 19 home runs in 78 and a third. Away, he's got a 230 ERA. He's given up five homers in over 100 innings. I think this about Great American Ballpark, I think the Coors factor is overhyped. I think the factors at Great American Ballpark are way under, under, underhyped. I think you get hitters out of there. They're completely different. Look at Nick Castellanos. You get pitchers out of there. I think they can be completely different. It's it's a home run park. That the park was meant for home runs. And Tyler Malley's given up 19 there since 2020. On the road, he's only given up five. What if you took him out of there and you put him at Target Field, which is a pitcher-friendly park? I think especially for right-handed pitchers to left-handed hitters with the overhang and right, the big wall, and how deep it is to center. What if you took him out of there? Righties in that time span have slugged 573 against him at home and 334 away like drastic splits for Tyler Malley enough so that I would be you know that it moves the needle for me enough where I look at that and I'm like okay this is clearly like a, a low threes ERA guy if you get him out of this ballpark I feel comfortable about that with Tyler Malley the numbers on the surface don't look great this year the underlying numbers do you know the FIP the XFIP the expected ERA all better you have to make sure he's healthy you have to make sure Montas is healthy. You have to make sure all these Cindergard, everybody's healthy before you trade for them or at least feel comfortable enough to trade for them. But I think Malley's going to cost less, way less than Castillo, in my opinion. He's going to cost less than Frankie Montas. And I think he's better than Noah Cindergard. And I think he's more viable than Pablo Lopez and will cost less than Pablo Lopez as well. When I say cost less, Tyler Malley's still going to cost a top 100 prospect and someone in the 10 to 12 range of a solid organization. So for the Twins, an example would be a Spencer Steer packaged with, you know, Jordan Balzavic and I don't know, Matt Walner, something like that. It's still going to hurt. It's going to suck to trade away these guys, but that's just an example of what it will cost for Mally. It's good starting pitching. It's quality starting pitching. Everybody has these numbers. They know. So it's not, um, you know, as cut and dry as he's got a shoulder strain. He'll cost less. If he's healthy, Tyler Mally's going to cost, you know, close to, but not as much as some others, you know, some other frontline starters. So, Tyler Malley, Frankie Montas, Noah Syndergaard, Luis Castillo, Pablo Lopez. Those are my top five. Let me know what you think in the comments. And thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day, and go Twins.